Hey everyone, welcome to the Yar Minuteman Moment, an airman's podcast. I'm Master Sergeant Jessica Rules, your host at the 189th Airlift Wing. Leadership is key to meeting all of our commander's priorities. Without effective leadership, we can't develop airmen to their full capacity. The position of a supervisor is extremely influential to produce exceptional leaders within our Air National Guard community. Today, we have three guests who are here to discuss the topic, leadership. Hi, I'm Chief Cal. I'm the superintendent of the Force Support Squadron at the 189th Airlift Wing. Hey, Chief Atkins, and I'm the FE superintendent at the 154. And hello, I'm uh, Chief Regina Monk. I'm the MSG Group Superintendent. All right, guys, welcome. So we all know how important it is to be a good leader. Successful leader, impressionable leader, all important. So as chiefs, what do you think are some challenges young supervisors might face? I think one of the challenges a young supervisor will face um, will be getting to, they've already developed a relationship with their peers. So it's gonna be hard for them to distinguish and draw that line between an airman, and then becoming a supervisor. So that's that's one of the biggest challenges I think that uh, young supervisors will have. And that's even harder sometimes on the guard than in Correct. other services because you grew up with these people. And you know them, and you become friends, and so it's hard to draw that line between friendship and supervision. Right. Yes. Um, and I think when I started to become a supervisor, the challenge that I probably faced like as a master sergeant was that I was trying so hard to delineate between the two that I became much more gruff, maybe, aggressive, you know? And it took a while for me personally to realize that I didn't have to just be the manager, you know, because I think I got pretty strong on managing instead of leading. Yes. Yeah. It makes it tough when you work with the people for that long. And you, and you have to change. You do have to change because you have to distinguish yourself between being a leader slash supervisor and then being uh, a friend. Yeah. So it, it, it can be a challenge, but you know you have to learn to draw that line and you, you just can't change who you are as an individual. Right. You have to kind of still maintain and be well-rounded. Right. Yeah. And it's like the further you go into leadership roles, kind of the smaller your circle gets too with, with those people. It's lonely at the top sometimes. Yeah, it is, it is. And and we don't have all the answers either, Correct. so you end up reaching out to try to figure out how do I fix the problem that possibly I created on my own. Yeah, and that's why I think the communication is very important when you're um, switching from one tier to another tier. It's like you talk to your people and say, hey, we've been friends for however many years, but at this point, I have to be in this role. I'm going to support you as I can, but there's going to have to be some lines drawn. And as long as you have that communication and let them know it's nothing against you or our relationship, but at this point, this is what's important to the mission. And sometimes it'll be easier for them to go um, go forward with that. So. Yeah, and it's like the weight of responsibility. Like it's different when we're all doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I'm responsible for the way that this turns out in the end. Right. It gets uh, sketchy sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one other uh, thing that young supervisors will have an issue with is knowing where to start. Um, you get a truth, you know, you're a driller, like, okay, this is going to be a truth. And you're like, well, what do I do with it? 
So that's that's normally the first thing, the first question they ask is, what do I do with my trees? And how do I start? And if we can give that, them those tools, it'll be easier for them. Yeah. Because a lot of times they're not thinking about how do I how do I start in terms of being the leader in one but they're thinking about like the everyday, the forms. Yeah. How do I do an EPR? When's the ACA due? Mm-hmm. How do I get to this information? Yeah. Am I do I approve their leave? Do you approve their leave? There's all those things that start to come into play. Yeah. It can be difficult to pull your way through it. Yeah. So if you guys, you know, like for all the people who are our new supervisors and stuff, like what would you guys, how would you guys recommend they like overcome the issue of like maybe now once a friend, now a supervisor, anything they can do to kind of buffer that out a little bit beforehand or any tools they can use, anything like that? I I think they need to um, probably seek out a mentor, some mentorship. Because it's not easy um, mm-hmm. to do, um, and they have to understand that you know there's going to be some times where you're going to mess up. Um, and if it's a true friend, it'll be a true friend through good and bad. So you just have to learn to understand that I'm growing in the military, and so as you grow older, some of the old stuff you have to let go. And so I think the mentorship uh, that you have to understand that they're not in it by themselves, and they're going to mess up. And we understand that, but you need to seek the mentorship mm-hmm. and adhere to whatever the mentor it took, the mentor is to the mentee. You need to understand that the roles and so when you're going to uh, get mentorship, you need to understand that some advice that a mentor might give them, um, take it and use it to their advantage. And don't think that we're fussing at you. You know, we're just trying to help you along the way. And just adhere to what they're saying. Adhere to people because you got to, you, you, to become a good supervisor, you learn that from experience. And sometimes, you know, um, some experiences are not all good experiences, but you learn from them. So you got to be willing to accept that. You got to be willing to accept the, the leadership, uh, the mentorship, the past experience. You got to listen, be able to listen to those stories and apply it toward what you need to do uh, to become a good supervisor. And you can't let that fear of failure Right. Get in the way because yeah. I mean, she's not kidding when she says you're gonna mess up. We still mess, mess up, we, we still, still learn, we still learn from each know, other, but we still learn from each other. If you let the fear of failure cause you to be idle and not to do anything, like you're better off, in my opinion, doing something. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, accept the responsibility right. for that. I want it, try to figure out how could I have done it better and then move on. But if you just sit on your hands because you're scared to fail at something, then you're not accomplishing anything. And what your troops are learning from you is that, well, I guess I just don't have to, you know, I can just sit idle. Kind of, and that's not, that's not progressing anywhere. Well, Chief Powell said you got to communicate. Yeah. Whether it's a friend or not, if it's a friend and you know, you got to take hey, look, Call them up to, hey, look, now, you know, we can't be doing this now. I'm, I'm in a different role now. So, no, and, I, and I, like I said, a true friend will understand that. Mm-hmm. But you got to communicate. You got to communicate. You can't assume you admit those that they understand. Yes. Right away. You know, that's, I think that's pivotal is when people think that um, you've made a decision and you've caused work for other people and you don't see what you've done. Sometimes, you know, I might cause you a little more work. 
Um, I should come back and say, you know, you guys, I'm, you know, I didn't know this was going to be this big or I didn't know. I may have had to do it, but sometimes just explaining some of the things. We can't explain everything. We know we'll, we'll get nothing done if we explain everything. But if it's something that you've done and you know you've made a mistake, just saying, oh, that's my bad, you know. I didn't read that email properly or something to that effect. Sometimes it goes a long way and it'll help you let them know, you know, you, you have faults and you're trying to be better and that you want to help them be better also. It's definitely better that you point it out than someone else pointed yes, out for you. definitely. Because yeah. that shows that you're trying to own it, you're trying to to move in the right direction. And I, I think people definitely notice that more than, you know, than people who try to hide something or whatever, like, cause that shows that they can, you know, maybe you messed up, but at least they can trust you to right. correct it or do the right thing by, by telling somebody, you know, I, I think that says a lot for people. And it's very important as well when you're stepping into that role to ensure that you are standards and principles based as to what you're trying to accomplish because if you're just trying to do something and there's nothing behind it i mean there has to be a standard right we all know that there's a standard for everything that we do whether it's your uniform or your job or anything else well that standard is now the minimum it, that standard is not different from person to person that you supervise the expectation for different individuals may be different based on their performance or their abilities, but the standard is the standard. You know? um, but you got to be honest the entire time. You know, I, there's a reason integrity is the first core value. Um, if you're not maintaining yourself, then you can't expect anyone else to maintain it. And I think sometimes we falter uh, where we don't. We need to start letting airmen early start giving them tools and start helping them, allowing them to grow into that supervisory role. You can start this, this you know, at airmen first. You know, just give them something small, a task to complete or a project to do, and let them grow into that. And so then, when you put them in that supervisory role, they have some little bit of experience. Yeah. When you guys think is a good time for somebody to start being put in like a the role of supervision, like everybody's different, right? So, yeah, you know, I, like, I think it's the maturity of it, um, what, what they can handle and what they can't. And you should know your people. Mm -hmm. You should know your people. You should be able to come in and, and 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 look at one person and say, "Yeah, I think that they can do this," or "No, I don't think they're quite at that point yet." And they need to. You need to have that conversation with them when you're having your ACAs. You know, I think this is what you need to do. I see this in you, and I think you need to grow and do this. Or go and do that. You need to be honest with them, you know. So it's not a set time because there are some tech sergeants that are probably not in a shouldn't be in a supervisory role. That's not their fault. Um, I think it's maybe their leadership that they maybe quite mentor them. But you have to recognize your airmen and see what kind of pathway they're going on. And the ones that's kind of faltering behind, then that's when you need to pick up and, and kind of encourage them more and put them more in roles to get to that point. Feedback is extremely important. Yes. Right? Both good and bad. Yes. I mean, you have to give feedback just the way it is. Because if you're not telling someone what it is that they are not accomplishing, then they're not likely to change that. You don't know what you don't know, right? right? You don't know what you don't know. And likewise, mm -hmm. if you have someone that's doing really, really well, they need that feedback 
so they know to continue down that path. But if you're not talking to your people about where they're at, what their goals are, and how you're going to get to that spot, then you're failing them as a supervisor as well. Mm -hmm. um, they have to know. The ACA is kind of an easy way to do that. I mean, it presents questions. It presents ways to kind of rate people at a midterm level. And you don't have to use it only as a midterm or an initial. You could use that form for feedback at any point. Um, but it doesn't always have to be on an ACA either. I mean, there's nothing wrong with weekly feedback or daily feedback. You give feedback as soon as it's warranted. It doesn't do any good for something to happen and you wait a month down the road before you address it. You know, you got to be able to spit that out and let them, let them see. So what if there's an airman, you know, that's in our wing that doesn't feel like they're getting any of that feedback from their supervisor or somebody that needs to provide it? Like, how would you, how would you tell them, you know, to go, which direction would you tell them to go and to find, to find the resource for that or to, to actually ask it? What if they're too afraid? I would yeah. just tell them to go direct to the source and say, I need feedback. Yeah, but there's some always somebody that doesn't feel too comfortable with that. Yeah. We would hope that um, by us attending like the Rising Six and, and maybe the top three, that we come in and represent an avenue and kind of give them some sources that they can maybe go to. Peers. Peers. Uh, going to their peers. And then the peers may be coming to you because they feel more comfortable. Uh, we got a lot of new airmen uh, in the wing now, and everybody don't. We're kind of old. We've been here for a little bit, so you know, they, and they probably don't feel comfortable. But of course, they feel comfortable with their coworkers. I think talking to the coworkers, and hopefully, they're giving them the good advice uh, and giving them the good avenues to go to. Uh, and I hope that the coworkers can come to a chief or somebody uh, that they can get those appropriate answers and. You no, know, we can kind of filter it, kind of backpedal back and try to find out what the source of the problem is. Yeah. But like you said, the, the rising six, yes. that's a great place to talk about it, right? Correct. If you don't feel like you're getting feedback in your section, that's something that you can discuss at a rising six. And I promise you there's someone in a rising six meeting who will go talk to a chief or a supervisor or come to the chief's council and just say, hey, I've got like, six people in our group that don't feel like they're getting the feedback or they can go to the top three and say the same thing and that drives the conversation like that's what landed us here today right it is it people's is. you know they're they're individuals who don't feel like they're prepared to step into those supervisory roles because they don't know how to get there well that question was raised and we know we have to address it if, if, and we need to address it if we're going to make ourselves better yeah. Do you guys have tools or any type of uh, anything that uh, new supervisors can use to kind of point them in the right direction? We like we're developing the toolbox. Yeah, the, we're developing the toolbox. The uh, chief council is developing the toolbox, so that's something that's coming. Right. Come so on. what all what all do we think is going to be in that toolbox? Uh, how to do the ACAs, uh -huh. uh, and I tell all my new supervisors. Sit down and have that expectation. Uh, kind of give them a guideline for setting up an expectation briefing. Uh, that to begin with. Um, 
how to, you know, people that are new, that are in processing, uh, kind of hitting those points that they need to make sure that they're doing in places that they're going. We don't want somebody that's been back from tech school six months and they still having problems with the pay. So with the supervisors kind of need to know, have that kind of tool or where they need to go to, like a, maybe a PLC, a point of contact if they have that problem, or um, somebody that comes and wants, uh, just got a general question about a guard tag. That, that kind of information will be there, just generalized information that they can kind of go to into that toolbox. And it's not something that we're holding close to our best and we won't allow anyone else to add to. If you have something that you think right. would be helpful, you can send it to one of us sheets yes. and we'll... If it's something that we think can be used, we'll put it in that toolbox for our supervisors. Or medical That's is big. Cool. And so if there's something that medical is having a problem with or, you know, that somebody new need to do, they can come to the chief group and we can add that in there. You know, it's, it's something that's just not limited. So it's basically like a one-stop shop for right. anything that you might need as right. a supervisor uh, for a new recruit or anything. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Where where are we going to hang that at? Where people know how to find it? We're 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 thinking about putting it on the Y drive, um, but we, we need to figure out how we're going to do that. It'll right. be either on the Y drive or on the SharePoint, so I'm more to come from that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's something that's working there. That's been brought to the attention. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that we want to try to do is we want to have a chief panel for the for the different groups at a point where you can set two or three supervisors in a room with enlisted people and they can ask questions, like just fire. Tell us what the question is. Let us see if we can answer it. And I can promise you that there are questions out there that I cannot answer off the cuff. But I know some pretty smart people that I can go ask if I don't know the answer to that. It, we're trying to make a multifaceted approach to help people get to where they want to be as a supervisor. That toolbox is going to be a big deal because I can go in there, I can say, okay, here's when this person's ACA is going to be due. You know, the form's there, I know how to do it. Their EPRs, because traditional EPRs are due different than AGR EPRs are due. Mm -hmm. So that information being accessible will hopefully help. Um, it is not, we're not just trying to say every supervisor mimic every supervisor, but we want to have that toolbox set up to if I come and ask or somebody can come and ask me something, that supervisor can go there and can answer me without having to say, I don't know, uh, let me ask. And then you know how we get busy on drill or whatever, and, we, and after, the question never get answered. So now you're going into another month. Of course, you still haven't been answered. So that's what that toolbox is really kind of all about. Mm -hmm. You know, so kind of grooming them and giving them the tools. And then, of course, you know, you just have to develop uh, with the mentorship and the leadership to be, I don't know if I want to say a good supervisor, but to be an effective supervisor, yeah. an effective supervisor. I think a really important part of, of supervising people is being able to figure out what motivates the person individually, like blanket types of you know, rewards are not always effective. Right? You might have people who are high rewards type That's of people, true. right? And some people are motivated by a little time off or a public pat on the back or just a, hey man, thank you. Yes. So if you can figure out 
what motivates the people individually, then it makes it much easier to let them know when they're doing the right things. Do you guys have any like interesting stories that that you could share that you know how you guys figured out what motivates and the truth that you've had or like successes, failures? I mean, well, I'm always you know I I worked in uh, LRS in TMO for. 20 years, a little over 20 years, and I could probably pinpoint each one of those individuals because I learned to know them on a personal basis. If they came into came in the door, I could tell whether or not they were coming to go to bad day. And I could I I I learned learned my people because I learned to know this person I would have to tell them every day that they did a good job. When they did a good job, or I would have to get on to them to make put a little fire up under them. Or this one person didn't need that much praise, but they needed to know that I appreciated what they did. And so it's just me. I always told them, thank you every day. Appreciate what you did, or you did a good job. And they like to hear that. They like to feel that they're doing something. And so uh, that was has always been my approach. It doesn't work all the time, but that's how I always have been my approach. I, I, I'm just a personal person, and so, I feel I have learned that in my past, I, and believe it or not, and I've known a lot, of, I never go to lunch with any, any of my troops. They, anybody will tell you I never go to lunch with them. It's not because I don't want to go to lunch with them, but I don't want anybody to get too comfortable with me. So if I have to make a decision and discipline them, that I can do it and, and don't have any ill feelings about doing it. And use it as a learning tool for me and a learning tool for them. So that's been one of the pathway that I went down. Mm. Uh, when you get too friendly with them, it's hard to discipline. It is. It's hard to discipline. Mm. And even though we're close, I'm still close with them now. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm close with a lot of people out here. But honestly, I can probably say that they'll say monk is hard. But I am fair. And I think being fair and being able to communicate, being able to listen, will go a long way with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you, you're disciplining them or not, they will respect you. And so you have to earn that respect. I think we as chiefs, uh, we have to earn that respect because they look upon us. Mm-hmm. They and look you, to us. And you do it with fairness, right? Yes, you have to be fair. You have to be fair. You, you Because everybody sees what you're doing, even though you think they're not looking. They really do. They, they're really paying attention to what you're doing. They're really paying attention to what you're saying. They're paying attention to who gets promoted, who doesn't get promoted. If you say something to this person about their hair, if you didn't say something, people pay attention. And so you have to be fair across the board. You have to be fair. And I would say, you need to care for your people. If yes. Like when Chief Monk said, give them out, it's super important for them. You know, you can find out so much from a person. Like you say, you walk in the door, oh, that person's not having to get Yeah, day. you know to leave them alone. You yeah, know to leave them alone. alone. And they yeah. may come to you later on and say, you know what, I'm not having a good day. Can we talk about this? So you know your people, you know whether you need to hit that right away. Or give them some space and let them do whatever they need to do to get that, get over that hump in the day. So. Yeah. And you have to listen yes. when they're talking. Yeah. And I can tell you that some that is something that I still have to work on because I like to talk. Mm-hmm. But not just listening, but actively listening yeah. to what it is that they're saying. Because my mind is trying to formulate what I think you're trying to say as we go. And sometimes I would catch myself doing that 
more than just actually listening to what your problem is. Yeah. Well, that's going to be difficult sometimes too. Just, you know, actively listening. Some people like they're, they probably don't even know how to do that, you know, yeah, and that's don't. something that's critical as a supervisor. You have to be an active listener, you know, even when, they, even when they're not saying the best things about you. Yeah. I've had that happen before. And you have to kind of take a look at yourself and say, well, you know, maybe they're right. That could be true. Yeah, it could be true. So I have to take a look, hard look at myself, even now. Take a look, well, maybe what they're saying was right. You know what I'm yeah. You know, when I, was a, when I was a new staff sergeant, I had a, a supervisor. She was awesome. And what she used to do for my EPRs, so we would do we would do ACAs, EPRs, whatever. And every time she did mine, she would ask me to do one for her. And it obviously didn't mean anything, right. you know. But she was always like, "This is our opportunity to, you know, to be on the same level in the same plane. You know, we we need to understand each other. We need to, you know, make sure we can, you know." always have each other's backs when it comes to things that we need to accomplish or do. And I just really appreciated that. I really liked that she asked me for feedback because that meant she valued what I had to say about her, you know, and, and she wanted me to feel comfortable with her as my supervisor. So like if she wasn't doing something, you know, that I felt like I needed from her giving me something, she, she was aware of it, you know, and I don't, She's the only supervisor I've ever had that ever gave me the opportunity to do that. But I will say when I became a supervisor, I did do that for my troops, too. And I think they thought it was, like, weird but cool, you know. You know I used to every six months or so, I would call my people in and I would just have a, you know, this wasn't an ACA or anything. We just had a one-on-one talking mm-hmm. conversation. I asked about the family. They asked about, you know, they knew about me and my family and I knew about them and their family. We just kind of had to sit down and. And I kind of told them, you know, you're lacking on this. And, you know, I could probably see you might could do better this, doing this. And I appreciate you doing this. And I, I, I did that about every six months or so. I would call them in. Mm-hmm. Just have that one-on-one, just yeah. casual conversation with them. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a necessary thing. Yeah. Really everybody likes to be heard. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. everybody likes to be heard. So we did a survey in my section. Well, we did a we did a wing survey for the enlisted people. Yes, we did. Um, mm-hmm about six months ago and you know people aren't scared to take shots no. and you have to have thick skin yes because sometimes the things that we do are not perfect i mean sometimes they're absolutely not even right if we're being honest um and it's okay to say that when it happens well after that survey i did one inside of the section to try to get a feel and I'm not going to tell you that certain things didn't hurt my ego reading them on that survey. But after that burn on my ego fell off a little bit and I looked at what was actually being said, then there's a few things that do need to change, right? So we've tried to make those changes, not all at one time, you know, but we've tried to work toward what works the best mm-hmm. and what works the best for Chief Powell may not be the thing that works the best for me. And same with Chief Monk. You know, everyone's going to be a little different in the way that they're going to be able to run 
their section, their unit, just their flight, or maybe even you only have one person that you're shooting. Mm -hmm. Like I promise you, Chief Monk and I are very different. Like I can go hard fast, <laughs> but she's probably not the same. She probably has a more tempered approach, and she probably gets more buying than I do at times for that. We, we could we could debate that all day. <laughs> but I will say one thing we've done uh, in SSS uh, just just um, to see what people are not comfortable with saying is we put a, a comment box together and we said put your comments on here. You can type them up. You can write them down. Whatever you want to do. And people have been doing that. And they're you don't know what the perception is until your people tell you. And so then you can start to attack the perception and say, okay, is this true? Is this things, because COVID threw a wrench in everybody's um, plans. And sometimes you don't know why your leadership decides to do what they are going to do. But when you see what your people want and you say, you know what, we can accommodate you there. We can't accommodate you here, but we can accommodate you there. And then we may try some things and they don't work. And we're like, you know what, it didn't work. Let's do something else, you know. So just knowing that we are, you know, we can adapt and overcome and still, you know, we can have a good time and we can still get the job done. I think it makes it easier just to come to work every day. That, you know, people care, you know, and we're family. At, at the end of the day, we are a family. I would say that leadership is a full contact sport. You have to be moving forward. You have to be approaching your people. You have to be listening. But it's very, very important to maintain the standard across the board, even if the expectations are different for different individuals based on their experience, their ability, you know. But maintain the standard for yourself as well as for the people that you're supervising. Good. Well. You guys have anything else you guys want to talk about? Any anything else we need to make sure people understand? I know it's like a big it's a big subject right now. We could probably talk about leadership for a long All time. Yeah. Well, uh, my main thing is that don't shy away from it. Being a supervisor is one of the most rewarding experiences you will have. And you probably hear the us as we've been around the longer. We complain sometimes. We're gonna do that, you know, we might grow up a little bit, but the the benefits we have from being able to interact with people and to lead them and to see them grow and mature, there's nothing else like it on this earth. And most of us wouldn't trade it for the world. Agreed. It's not always easy. No. But it is very rewarding. It's something new. And it's, you're just going to have to learn from it. You're going to have to learn from it. Um, don't go in there thinking that you know everything. And because if you do, then you're going to miss out on yourself. You're going to lose focus with yourself. If you're going there thinking that you know everything, you're going to quit focusing on yourself. And you, you need to focus on yourself because you can get lost. You can get caught up in it, too. And you, you have to maintain that trust with, just, with your peers. And uh, so that's kind of what I would put in a nutshell. Don't try to do everything all at once. You know, you can't. Don't try to be a leader that don't try to mimic another leader. You just be yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you try to mimic someone else, sometimes right. it's not very it's, it's uh, not effective. It's just not effective. Yeah. Develop your own leadership style. Yeah. Develop your own leadership style. Yeah.
Agreed. My leadership style might not be like Atkins or Powell's, but it's effective. Mm -hmm. So whatever's effective for you, and you have to kind of see what works for you. You got to kind of have to, because everybody's different, so you have to kind of have to see what which angle you need to go, what works better for your group. If your group is one that likes parties, every so often you need to get them a party. If your group is one that likes to work hard, then you know you need to get out there and work with them as well. Don't be one of those supervisors that just sit behind the desk all the time and don't get out there and be a part. Yeah, you get too, uh, you sit behind the desk too, too much, you, you end up being too strong on management and not strong yeah. enough on the management. You lose their respect. You, you lose their respect. You lose their respect. So it's a delicate balance there. Yeah. yeah. I just get out there in the warehouse all the time. You know, like even now, I take out the trash and I, like, oh, yes, it's okay. I don't mind mm -hmm. doing that. You have to know, because you have to remain humble in your role. Yeah. Don't get beside yourself. You either keep yourself humble or they will humble you at some yeah. point because yeah. you will mess up. <laughs> yeah, don't get beside you. Don't get beside yourself. Don't get beside yourself. You're not yeah. bigger than right. You're not bigger. You're not that. You're not bigger yeah. than what you are. Yeah. You don't have to lose yourself. But you will have to give of yourself yes. to be that person for them. Yeah, you have to come back to yourself. You have to find yourself sometimes. Well, and that's the leadership is not about you. No, it's you working for the people that work. That are doing the job for you. Mm -hmm. um, All right, guys. Well, anything else that we want to make sure everybody knows, want to talk about? Um, no, that any chief, and I'm just speaking, I'm not speaking for, I guess I'm speaking for all the chiefs. Yeah, all We are available at any time if you just want to. Come in and, and ask those questions. You know, I, I'm my door is always open. You know, and I, and I hope other chiefs feel the same way yeah. too. Definitely. Uh, and I walk in your door at least you once do a week. all the time. Yeah. She's like, "Here comes that." Yeah, like, "What do you want this time?" Yeah, but no, but our doors are always open, and uh, for people that need that advice or just want to talk, it just that just wants to talk. It is you know, our doors are always open. Yeah. Yeah. We're human too. Yeah. We want to we want to talk about something other than work sometimes yeah, too, yeah, and that's yes. not a problem either. Yeah, and what better place to go than to somebody who's had right. a lot of enlisted experience? Right. You know, yeah. I think it's safe to say that a chief has a significant amount of experience in the military and yeah. with people and dealing with them and the environment. So we're still working on our good judgment, you know. Good judgment comes from that experience, mm -hmm. and that experience comes from bad judgment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we still have that, and so will everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's only human. Oh, okay. Only human. All right. Well, awesome, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys coming out and talking to us today. We are Mission Ready Airmen, providing premier training to the C-130 and cyber enterprises, capitalizing on partnerships to support the state and defend the nation. Our vision is to be a diverse family of airmen, dedicated, adaptive, and empowered to lead.